Booze, everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host. Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday. Uh-huh. Uh, ready to do some podcasting. Uh, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme, extreme, extreme. Uh, and it's been the second since we've been on the air. But ain't nothing changed. You know how we do. Coronavirus. Again? Look, here we go again. We got variants. Really need to keep a mask on hand and follow the plan. Get the vaccine and second shots. Whether woman or man, black guy who tips is doing their part, but the dumbest expand. Niggas would rather believe a bunch of misinformation. Fuck y'all idiots not getting shots. Now we gotta regress. If we keep going in this direction, we never can rest. Never can get back to the lives we be living the best. Damn fool, stop the lying. Stop the intubation crying. Cause it's your fault that motherfuckers dying. Huh. Damn fool, stop the lying. Stop the ventilator crying cause it's your fault the motherfuckers dying. I do not understand this shit. I'm not a fan of this. We were like one win from the pandemic championship. But fuckers wanna leave it to game seven with Giannis Delta Kupo blocking forward progression and Chris middle fingers to your plans. Man, damn. Huh. Looks like it's no, no Drew Holiday for you and your man. I'm sick of black people dying for real. So I'm just writing this new piece to let you know how I feel. Huh. Coronavirus. Yeah. Fuck that COVID-19. It's unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe, yeah. Huh. So fuck that COVID-19. It's unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe, yeah. Coronavirus. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, coronavirus news. In coronavirus news, we got it. Yep, we had it um, last week, which is uh, why we didn't do any shows this weekend and stuff. Um, <clears throat> we probably would have done we would have done one at least sunday because we had a guest uh mike brown who will be coming in next sunday um and yeah uh, we got covid and we didn't get that sick it felt kind of like i guess the best way to describe it for me is like y'all remember when well some of y'all will remember obviously when you got vaccinated and then you felt like you need to go lay down for like uh an afternoon or some shit and then you woke up and you were like oh okay all right that was what a taste of the covid feel like it felt like that for me except for like it probably like two or three days like i just was like let me lay my ass down and take a nap and then you take one of those like old people naps where you wake up and you be like oh it's tomorrow um <laughs> and it was mostly just being tired i'm not even gonna i wasn't like in any really like excruciating pain or anything i was congested a little bit like i had a uh a cough i still have a little cough um and uh i found out that i had it because we were i was feeling tired we were um and I was like, I at least have a cold. Uh, we had gone out to the Comedy Zone with my parents for the Earthquake show. Mm-hmm. And we were about to do the pregame. And 
i was live on the air and i said oh you know what we got extra a whole bunch of extra covet tests in here we got all of them the government was giving away for free i got them all so i took one before the show started we started the show i set my clock for 10 minutes however long it takes to look and uh yeah it was a big bright red line on there i was like oh shit i got covid and it was live on the air with karen and justin for so if you listen to the pregame you can hear me finding out i had covid um and then uh we did the shows and stuff i didn't feel too terrible just more tired than anything um and yeah that was basically it uh for me as far as just laying down and drinking hot teas and taking cold medicine and cough syrup, cough syrup and uh, what do you call it uh like those cough drops um i figure at this point almost everyone listening has had it so i'm just glad we didn't have a rough time glad we stayed vaccinated and boosted up yeah um, we, we got all of the shots and um for some reason all the tests was like girl you just got a cold so and well, right karen never tested positive mm-hmm. for on the test um now i looked at her taking the test once <laughs> and it was he thought i was fucking up but it still came back negative when he did it near the end of her symptoms i noticed that she had been taking the test wrong <laughs> and i like i haven't tested positive for the last like two days i've i've taken tests just to see if i because you know I, i'm not i wasn't gonna go out <laughs> if it was gonna um say that i tested you know positive for covid i was just gonna right. keep staying in the house um and my parents got tested and stuff and they came back positive but they're, everyone's doing okay mm-hmm. everyone's boosted vaccinated and stuff so they're just basically you just wait till you're not testing positive and you can go out or you know right but um and no one seems to be suffering from any long covid stuff thank god mm-hmm. um but uh what i was gonna say is karen was taking the test wrong so <laughs> i helped her take the test the right way but it was near the end of her symptoms so i don't know if she was i assume she had covid because she was sick she was sicker <laughs> than me like honestly the reason we didn't do a show the last few days is because karen was was the one that was so to me so sick her voice was really raspy she was coughing a lot i was um, very tired yeah and so i mean i guess you just had a cold according to you but i you, <laughs> to me it didn't make sense like and i think that happens sometimes people just can't they don't test positive for it but they have it right right because um, you can also be asymptomatic and it's one of those well things. you weren't asymptomatic asymptomatic means you aren't showing symptoms oh okay so but then i was showing symptoms yeah. no so you weren't asymptomatic <laughs> mm. you just weren't testing positive according okay. to the way you were taking the test but <laughs> karen was just swirling up in there and just touching it just just a tip and being like all right well i guess i don't got it i'm like all right then and he's looking at me going and you mad because the tell i'm like well shit i'm taking the test mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh i remember um when i had first went back to my doctor after about a year because i was like uh fuck that i'm not going to see um no physicians um she was telling me that um everybody would eventually catch it she was saying just because of how it spreads and things like that she was saying as time goes on it won't be as bad and the numbers and stuff do go down but people need to know that uh it's still out there and and it's a real thing 
yeah i think the difference is um one it doesn't seem to be as strong as it used to be you know people used to get um um people used to get it in like really i mean not that no one's dying because people are but it used to be more um hospitals used to be you know over capacity essentially with people being sick um and mathematically less people are taking precautions right but less people are going to the hospital for like severe illness so i guess that's a good thing because uh no country is completely bereft of covid no country is beating this mask or not mask you see china (laughs) give up like so i don't think we're gonna see that but um yes it's it's been you know it's been a it's been a thing and it's here to stay and i think uh it's just a matter of time and i've as i've said before you basically you do it and you um you go out and you do stuff and to me you just have to make an equation in your mind what do you think is worth getting COVID for i don't leave the house and think to myself it's impossible i'm not getting COVID. i don't think that i just think well if i'm gonna get COVID, i guess it'll be at this uh xbox direct movie event Um, right i guess that's to me a thing that's worth being sick for and honestly the main thing it made me think about because it felt kind of like the flu which i believe everyone who's listening has probably had before and it made you just it made me think man we really just was out here we was just out here living knowing anytime we could get the flu uh even if you you know vaccinated boosted like we me and karen always get our flu shots but you know for the most part you know you we were just doing shit together as a as a world colliding into each other molecules and particles and everything and uh that's what it reminded me of so yeah and then it's also um uh, one of those things where um i haven't been sick in like years literally years as like i said i've you know been trying you know to do my best been wearing my mask and stuff like that so this is like for me i think it really took me down because like i said i haven't had a cold sneeze caught nothing in like a few yeah days. me neither um and, so, and i think that definitely has something to do with it you know but i don't know like it definitely has something to do with it but it's it's like it is COVID, you know and you are gonna get it eventually you know and we made it a long time you know longer than most people i'm sure everyone keeps whenever i was telling people they were like i was like yeah i got it it's like oh i'm sorry to hear that and stuff I was like yeah it's my first time your first time damn like it was more like a you lucky ass nigga this it you know whatever and i'm like well i took a lot of precautions and stuff right we got fortunate in a bunch of situations so you know it is what it is right you know and it's one of those things where you know we were more because it's all about your your personal um journey you know and because of that more people more people are uh take more risk than others some people are more conservative than others and we were more on the conservative side it wasn't until recently that we even started quote-unquote doing things you know because for a while we was like no fuck that and we literally shut shit down and uh the thing is uh i'm the vaccination did what it was supposed to do and we are literally current we are like current current and so it's one of those things to where a lot of people out here they got one shot didn't get the other one ain't been boosted ain't got that shot in years you're not you're not quote unquote current you ain't got the upgrade so for 
for people like that when it goes around a lot of times those people we've read articles have a tendency to get sicker than somebody who is fully vaccinated yeah there's no like a hundred percent rocket science to it but you know being vaccinated seems to still be our number one defense and uh yeah i think that has something to do with how easy it was for us um you know i think and then you know i was just the one who thought yeah we should probably get tested because i'm like we've been doing stuff so you know uh my mom was like you know she she worked the whole week and was like yeah i just thought i had a light cold but yeah i tested positive and shout out to these vaccines she was like i didn't feel too bad like it wasn't some like i can't work through this um and especially you know being an older person a lot of times the older people are the ones who are the most at risk right now especially if you know you're not vaccinating and stuff so yeah shout out to the vaccines i'm glad we're doing all right um and i'm glad that you know everything is and i and i really think just a lot of people are are still getting it and uh because you know the world is opening up and being less cautious and it's just getting the likelihood is lower and lower and then just it depends on the kind of activities you're deciding to participate in comedy show sitting at the front of the stage is pretty much impossible not to have all those molecules going your way um so it it was what it was you know yeah and it's also you know one of the things where you know i thought about it and i kind of felt bad i was like oh i'm the reason why everybody got sick but also that's something that you can't control either and so you know um for a while i kind of felt bad i was like well damn i got everybody sick but at the same time it's almost impossible to walk around and just period you know and you don't even have to be out doing things just family and friends just interacting with people in general now because less and less and less people aren't wearing masks you know you do see people wear masks but you know the percentage is getting lower and lower it just like i said it just depends on what risk people are taking and you know we've been told that uh pretty much everyone's gonna get it at some point so i just i don't know it's nothing to feel bad about it's not you know one of the reasons i actually went was because i was like if y'all go and get sick i'll i'm gonna get sick and then uh if i don't go i'm gonna get sick and i would have not got to see earthquake so i might as well go you know yeah and i I had a good time and everybody's alive everybody's okay it's really not some shit to dwell on that's true too That, that that that's true too and um I, I am like I said uh, the vaccine is doing its job and I'm glad it's doing its job and the next time they say go get another shot my black ass is going to be in line to get another one yep alright let's uh, get into these other coronavirus articles uh, an unsubstantiated claim that Jamie Foxx was hospitalized after COVID vaccination is going viral on social media yeah and I think his mm-hmm. What what is up around here? They keep breaking all these crazy stories around here. Well, this is weeks old, but yeah, I think um, they had to have a representative come out and say it's not true. Right. Um, but people do this anytime someone gets sick, especially a black celebrity, even if it's like a stroke or a heart attack. The anti-vax people want to blame. I see what you're saying. The yeah. blame it on people getting vaccinated. Uh, vaccinated people i think have for the most part stopped blaming it on people not being vaccinated because i think vaccinated people for the most part are a lot more secure about it they're like i got vaccinated the other thing out here is we're being honest a lot of people that are quote unquote considered vaccinated haven't gotten their boosters right so they're not really up to date either Mm -hmm. um 
I, I just think it's it's like everything in our society shit has turned into like a weird culture war right which sucks because you know culture wars are less about facts they're about feelings about whose side can win and who's fighting each other and shit like that and that sucks you know and i feel like that's what happened here is anytime a celebrity gets sick there's a culture war around vaccines and oh so you got he he got it because he got vaccinated and i just have gotten these people out of my life life Mm-hmm. i don't see these arguments there's a few things in my life i don't see anymore it doesn't mean they don't exist right. they just don't happen in my purview right. and one of them is the i don't traffic in fools who talk about you know the vaccine killed bill russell and shit i no. just don't do it Mm-mm. yeah I no don't. i don't do it karen i said that i, no. I, I don't Mm-mm. blame you i don't want you in my timeline i don't want to see you on facebook because it's stupid and you're stupid yeah so i just haven't like if i see someone trafficking that i honest to god to this day just get them out of my out of my space i don't mind unfriending you i don't mind not talking to you i don't see any value in that shit and i know a lot of y'all don't operate that way and that's your perspective Mm -hmm. but it's also why y'all probably have a like a more y'all have a better handle on how this conversation is going out in the world than i do right because for me i'm you know i don't need to be that up up to the date on like which hotel conspiracy is taking over i'm like okay so y'all said let me just make sure nobody on my page said that shit all right cool and i guess that either the algorithm stopped showing it to me or motherfuckers stopped saying it around me or i just got rid of everybody that talks like that because to me if you say that kind of shit something's wrong with you and i don't trust you right right and it's also one of the things that you know i'll just say every you have got to get to the point where you have to do what's best for your sanity and you know it's enough things to be worried about in the world they're gonna be worried about somebody spitting and honestly it's not even about my sanity it's just i they can't they never affected my like mental health to where i'm like man maybe i'm wrong like it's just it's like if i saw somebody on social media saying gravity doesn't exist i don't need that fool in my life it's not a anger thing it's not a i want to debate you thing it's just like you know somebody said you know what actually the sun revolves around the earth okay this fool needs to get off my page i what what would ever be a point where i would respect anything that came out of their mouth right uh biontech faces first german lawsuit over alleged covid vaccine side effects uh they'll go to court on monday to defend itself against a lawsuit from a german woman who's seeking damages from alleged side effects the first of potentially hundreds of cases in the country the question i wonder is are there side effects people the same as the side effects people in america and y'all know what i'm talking about if y'all ever see them videos of the women it's like first of all it's always a woman secondly always a white woman thirdly they symptoms always be like looking like they popping and locking and it's like they put up the videos like oh i i, I got the uh i got the shit it's it's the vaccines and just coincidentally fourth of all always having to be an anti-vaccine republican i don't know i mean look hey maybe it only affects anti-vax republicans i don't maybe those are the only people that get the the shaky side effects and uh, millions and billions of people that done took these vaccines maybe they the only ones that got the stanky leg you know <laughs> version of the of the vaccine maybe they took the johnson and johnson i don't know but i wonder if that's what's ha- if that's happening in other countries because i assume that's an american problem mm-hmm. 
with the i got the stanky leg side effects and i'm you know and i'm just vibrating and shaking over here um and i just happen to vote for trump you know like i just wonder if that's what's gonna happen over there because i don't follow that and it never occurred to me that maybe other countries have divisions like that too yeah i can see that uh she says she has upper body pain swollen extremities fatigue and sleeping disorder due to the vaccine the first hearing is monday um uh so yeah Yeah, because because not trying to be funny my my thing is this i feel like this would have been a class action lawsuit you wouldn't have been the only person with these symptoms it's too many people who have taken these shots across the world for you to be the only one no i mean well so first of all as they just said she's the first of many okay this would open up the floodgates to many other child okay okay, i'm with you okay i'm with the issue she's gonna have is she's gonna need to go into court and prove that it's medically related to this vaccination scientifically and that you know that the products cause disproportionate harm relative to the benefits or if the information on the label is wrong and that's going to be her challenge in court right to prove um and yeah it's a small percentage but it's possible you know that there's a small percentage of people that got these side effects i just wonder if it's gonna be the the version that we have in america if not right. uh, like what's her political affiliation what's her stance on vaccines correct shit like that like if that's gonna be because i think at least in america the prominent detractors to the like i got these side effects it'd be coincidentally staunch MAGA republicans who post videos of themselves pop locking and fucking breakdancing and be like look joe biden look what you did to me and if you know what over the past few years them shits have slowed down and we don't see them at all anymore. the videos yes yeah i guess I, I don't follow them but yeah i mean it's such a silo that it could not have slowed down right because, and we just don't see them yeah because yeah. that silo of people that that pass that shit around and grift <laughs> off of it i they would never ask me for money because i'm a clown you know but oh well in mega world on the reddit or 4chan or some shit they might be passing the videos around like we need to raise this money that's true lastly youtube removes a video of robert f kennedy jr and jordan peterson for vaccine misinformation uh kennedy jr is trying to run for president um he's endorsed by jack dorsey um the dude who used to run twitter the guy who thought elon musk would be good for twitter right so part i take his opinion with a gigantic grain of salt um but uh yeah he spreads vaccine misinformation the fact that people want him to debate joe biden joe rogan wants him to debate like a prominent medical doctor and stuff uh this is clearly going to be the libertarian white man candidate uh robert f kennedy jr and he can't keep a video on youtube because he's spreading vaccine misinformation why the fuck would this nigga need to be in charge of the goddamn country you fucking idiots right he can't even keep a video on youtube and y'all want this nigga to be able to get on the state podium and give a speech to america god damn whiteness is a mental illness sometimes man it don't it's, make sense it's it irrational. don't make fucking sense it's irrational what is it about this man that's exceptional other than he's white right 
I seen this nigga doing these alligator arm push-ups and shit and looking like Oh, he- is that dude? Yes. What? Yeah, like this nigga is not a serious this is a very unserious moment. I don't wanna see this. Like I honestly God believe this. This is not a joke. I believe Joe Biden could do better push ups to him. Right now. And we know Joe Biden be falling down and shit on the thing. I think Joe Biden can do better push ups than this man's push ups. What what kind of idiocracy shit is this? That's how it make you feel, don't it? Our billionaires are trying to fight each other. What the fuck is happening right now? Elon Musk versus motherfucking Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Dude, what, what, what is, what's wrong with the script writers? Is AI writing the script to the world right now? This shit is not real. We in Earth 312. Yeah, this shit is, <laughs> this is disgusting, man. I can't believe I'm disgusted to be alive during this time, man. What the fuck? They not even talking about duels and pistols at dawn or whatever the fuck. These niggas are talking about push-up contests and jujitsu and uh, this is fucking stupid. Anyway, we're back. stuff that happened um throughout the week um the bet awards mm-hmm. we watched those the other night we did most of it anyway i didn't catch it all we didn't catch it all i tuned in the first thing i did was i saw a dude that looked like Jesus doing uh afro beats and it was good i think we now have i missed the gospel segment I think they just realized you gotta get the gospel segment out, out of the way. way. Yeah, yeah, just do that first. Cause it was like the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Right. So you just need to get the gospel shit out of the way because it wasn't gonna be like them other, uh, the other years where you do all the sinning and then you do the gospel and then you do like one last sinning segment and then you mm-hmm. get out of there. Mm-hmm. They just need to, so I missed whatever they did for jesus yeah they was like um dog we doing hip-hop so y'all need to go ahead and praise jesus up front um and i enjoyed it you know i but i've always enjoyed the bet awards <laughs> you know we've broken them down in the past i've actually like yes. taken copious notes and went segment by segment and stuff mm-hmm. I, i'm not doing that this time Mm-mm. um but uh i did enjoy it um there was a lot of a lot of people i got introduced to same uh because i you know i haven't uh really uh i listen to more current music than most of y'all right but i don't um i I don't know it all everything it's hard to keep up with everything because there's so much music out now yeah and there's like a there's like a in between where like you don't want to like be the nigga that's trying to be so cool that you like perpetrating and you know you're like what's going on fellow kids you know so it's like a certain level of respect you gotta have for yourself as a man of a certain age where it's like i i like this new shit some of it's good some of it's not i'm not trying to act like all of it's good uh there's a lot of shit that is starting to sound alike to me but um the biggest thing i like about hip-hop is i've been saying on the show for a long time i just love this new era of women we have yes 
yes i love it too and it's and it's very refreshing because it don't feel catty it's a dog let's get this money i'm on your shit you on my shit let's go yeah i i enjoy this new era when we have uh just partially because they work together so much but also they're very talented and they're you know and like uh is you know some of them sound the same but like that's been an issue with the dudes for forever my whole life like mm-hmm. i always find that complaint to be a little weird because it's like yeah well all the gangster rappers sound like the same all the drug rappers sound the same mm-hmm. right now all the like auto-tune i do perks rappers sound the same so i don't know why the women are supposed to be the only people that's diversified in the game and shit but they're more diverse than the men i think at this moment at least the popular men um and you know some of it is stay in culture shit you know there's a lot of people that really like being uh like that like some that i don't get into the stay in culture shit so like i'm not a i'm team this woman because i everything she does i'm a retweet and share and fuck this other bitch because she's not her yeah, i'm not yeah. yeah i know that's a lot of the way the younger crowd consumes hip-hop right now and they consume all pop culture like that right now mm-hmm. i try to i try my best not to be one of those people because i just don't find fun in that and it, it just it doesn't feel like genuine appreciation um uh, for that kind of stuff um but yeah i there was like a lot of good visuals um uh scissor won a bunch of awards mm-hmm. beyonce won a bunch of awards neither one of them was there Mm-mm. both torn if i'm not mistaken yeah and you know beyonce doesn't really come to every bet awards although she has come to some mm-hmm. but when she's touring she definitely doesn't come you mm-hmm. know uh and it's you know it's that catch 22 where people get mad like why'd y'all give them that award you know they weren't coming but then at the same time they get mad when they don't get it recognized because everybody knows they were the fucking people that slammed the shows and the charts and it would have looked weird if they didn't win any awards right um and then you know it's the same thing with you know they don't always go to the grammys and shit and sometimes they go to the bet awards and not the grammys and right all that stuff so it was cool um to me the big the big thing that everyone was talking about was patty labelle's tribute to tina turner mm-hmm. where it i mean i'm not gonna lie it was terrible you mm-hmm. know i don't I, I mean i feel like everyone was trying to cop please because we love aunt patty and the truth is um she didn't know the words to the song um and the teleprompter had too many people standing up in that section Mm -hmm. so she could no longer see the teleprompter so she couldn't read the words so her and her background singers were not on the same page and um, they were off like she like she say something they said something it was like a split second it was just weird and that and not trying to be funny that's it's a little bit of everybody's fault you know it's a little bit of a you didn't test this with people standing in front of them which means you should have had it higher raised it or whatever for her and also you know it's one of those things it's it, it's like people are like well you should have memorized the song too well they said she was she said she was sick later um it was just a lot of excuses Mm -hmm. uh but you can see her singing she's you know and then my favorite like i'm not mad at it to be honest Mm -hmm. i i was entertained i it It was was funny funny. to me it was funny um and i really come for more for the humor and that's her thing too she's like "Mm -mm, don't be fucking around i need to see the words and my favorite thing was her singing when she was fucking up and trying to sing through it where she was like i don't know the words y'all i can't see them (laughs) 
you know like <laughs> like she was like singing and, it instead and, of saying it at least she ain't lie to us you know and also it's one of them things where she's like nigga i'm old put the words up there make them bright <laughs> yeah i don't know I, like i don't know enough about these tributes to to really tell people um like how it should or shouldn't go right. uh in that way i think it's easy obviously in hindsight to be like why didn't she have the words memorized why didn't they take a different song i honest to god don't know the behind the scenes because it could be that you do these things all the time and normally the words and the teleprompter are up there Just- and so so the stuff that we are looking at that we're like that was a great tribute is really just nothing went wrong with the teleprompter and that's why we think it's a great tribute right but it could be like you know if something would have went wrong with the teleprompter we would have been like that was a terrible tribute because they didn't already know the words so i don't know enough to truly say is what i'm saying yeah and one thing it's a cast 22 like somebody say a lot of normal ass people be singing the words probably half of the people singing along might probably didn't even know the words yeah but it's not that's not the excuse Mm because that's like saying i don't know the words i'm in my car well nigga you're in your fucking car no one's recording you (laughs) that's true too if if someone told you you had to do a tribute you might treat it differently you know i don't know enough behind the scenes to truly know um how and why the shit is that way so that's all i'm saying right 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 who knows like the other things kind of behind the scene they may have like you say practice it one way and then come to find out just you like hey things ain't going like we planned yeah for some reason they didn't think people would stand up in that section and she couldn't read that shit uh but it was just funny because she sounded like an old lady that didn't even have her glasses like she was like i don't know i can't see baby (laughs) sound like when you hand your grandma some you know the instructions to to the to the remote or whatever she's like i can't read this baby what is this <laughs> and i don't blame at least she kept it real which actually kept it funny but then like soon as she got to the chorus it was amazing yes because like everybody knew the words to the chorus of the song i forget which song it was i think it was simply the, the best, best. Mm-hmm. and so like it was it was like it was like the second verse of the black national anthem up yes. in that bitch it's like I'm going in a new direction. I'm swimming in never did. I want something simply the best. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I was like, this is simply a mess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so rest in peace. But I always feel like VT uh, award stuff is is never. It's always got some gallows humor, and that was this year's. Oh yeah, gallows humor. I still um, had a good time well yeah i'm not saying no, you didn't have a good time i did too yeah um trying to think what else stood out to me oh sprite has a new commercial they're honoring 50 years of hip-hop i don't know if they're gonna do it the bt hip-hop awards or what but i love that commercial with rakim and all them in it mm-hmm. um and it's just amazing how sprite became the brand that went all in on hip-hop yes it did like i still remember those first few commercials when it was like grand pooba and shit freestyling with sprite sitting on a stoop and you're just like you know and i don't know if it's a chicken or egg thing like what came first the crack cocaine that they put into the sprite and the mcdonald's in the hood come on or is it the that sprite strong as shit or was it the or was it the commercials that made them put the crack cocaine in the sprite in the mcdonald's in the hood i don't know because you can't get it nowhere else i don't care if you go somewhere else i don't care you open up a can you get to store that shit don't hit like the mcdonald's uh shout out to whoever's job it was to edit the curses out of the live broadcast they mm. did they damn thing man they kept them busy i don't know who was on stage but baby all i heard was boop 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 boop, boop, 
I was like, well, goddamn, they keeping that person busy. It was also the most women I've ever seen perform at uh, the Hip Hop Awards. And I love that, man. Just think, five, six years ago, the only woman in hip hop felt like Nicki Minaj. Yes. And definitely the only woman that was getting, like, on stage. And every time you had, like, a feature or something, she'd be coming out to be a feature on the track. Cause she was just running shit that hard and now there were so many women up there performing by themselves and stuff um and i really just want to give i think they should have gave a tribute to a lifetime achievement award to mercedes um y'all may remember her from the no limit album that i don't think ever came out rear end you know because i feel like this has her blueprint all over it mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of butt cheeks and twerking and stuff on on that stage yeah, and i feel was. like you know and it wasn't like men putting black background singers up to Mm-mm. it was women getting up there like look at these cheeks yep women and with I other said, women mercedes was the first one i really seen do that you know have i ever heard her song no do i know what her album sound like of course not Mm-mm. but do i know that cover every black man of a certain age knows that fucking cover bent over that no limit car <laughs> you have to you have to get honor what honor do they didn't have writers and you could tell yes you could on the one hand the the stuff with no i i do want to know the behind the scenes machinations of how they were able to do the speeches and tributes with no writers because normally you read that off a teleprompter how's that getting in a teleprompter were people making it up was there just nothing on the teleprompter and they were just saying stuff were they rehearsing lines backstage and just going out and talking i don't know you know and i couldn't really discern from that because you do need something on teleprompter to, to present somebody with an award or something but maybe they were sending them out there with an envelope i guess so and being like just say something yeah this, this is the winner this is the people in the category all right go they was like you professionals <laughs> i kind of preferred it to be honest mm-hmm. now i know that's going against my profession to say that i preferred it without a writer but i kind of preferred it because a lot of times the the award show writing is gimmicky and hokey and corny on purpose and the people haven't really rehearsed it a lot of them aren't really good at delivering the lines and so like to me people are batting probably like a 10 percent ratio of me actually thinking they're funny mm-hmm. and a 90 percent ratio of me being like just fucking open the envelope right and so in this case you just had people both basically opening the envelope yeah and, people going straight to the point they was like i'm not gonna be out here long i, I don't improv <laughs> and the banter felt more authentic rather than it them did. like something that you wrote for them because it's always like two actors or two people that don't necessarily come from the same walk of life or whatever and you know and they gotta say something it's not just because they both have a project to promote at the time mm-hmm. so you know it's like um welcome to the stage ving rames and eric andre and then they you gotta yeah. come up with something for eric andre to say to ving rames that also kind of promotes their new projects and mm-hmm. it's just never you know it's like uh you know uh eric i understand that you have a tv show where it's called the eric andre show and then eric andre's like thank you ving rames and i understand you are part of mission impossible and you sit in a van i often sit in the van to prank people you don't say i i like arby's ha 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 now let's look at the upcoming hip-hop award you're like god damn why did just fucking open the envelope right and somebody else brought up a good point 
and it proves they could do it they didn't have a host which actually made the, the that's thing, what i'm saying it made it go smoother because a lot of times we have hosts mm-hmm. a lot of times they have like skits and shit they trying to do between the transition all that yeah. shit was eliminated you yeah gotta and, and for the record up. for the record bet has had some great hosts and some funny like they've had some yes. hosts that put shit on the table mm-hmm. tracy ellis ross killed it right. um like so it's not always like a bad thing to have a host it's mm-hmm. just what what it made me think is this i don't think other shows should try to do what bt did now they're going to because yeah. the writer strike is going to go on for a while yes it is and so you're probably going to need some people going to start doing these shows and they're going to think they can do what bt did here's why i don't think they can the bt awards has a benefit of something that none of these other shows really have it's a culture and it's a night of bringing all of black culture together in the same room and there is a language to culture that undergirds the entire event so you don't necessarily need writers and skits and bridges and entertainment in the way that you necessarily did what they were able to do i was so proud of because and i and kid capri who DJ'd our homecoming my freshman year of college and to this day the best set I've ever been a part of he's amazing Kid Capri and the way they were bringing on hip hop acts having them perform a minute or two of their songs and making a medley and they had them grouped together in certain ways where it's like here's the Def Squad okay here's all the dance songs okay here is a Down South tribute the way they were able to do that n- no other show could have done that no they oh they wouldn't have been they don't understand to. the culture enough they don't understand empowering kid capri and trusting him enough right they don't understand that yeah there's gonna be some awkward laws and there are gonna be times when a host would have introduced everyone to tell them to sit back down and let us know what was coming up next and all that. we're not gonna have that we're just gonna have mc light taking us in and out of commercials mm-hmm. and we're gonna have kid capri introducing the acts and then we're just gonna have people come out and tell Introduce you themselves who told you who won what award and stuff like that the announcer was telling you like you know from the upcoming film such and such chris rock or whatever and then you know this motherfucker come out and read the thing but yeah i don't think anybody else could have done it and i'm actually really excited that we were able to see that done and i don't want i don't even want bet to try to recreated because it honestly it was because it was the 50th anniversary of hip-hop having those rappers do what they did was so beautiful because we saw the hip-hop tribute at the grammys and i remember everyone thinking wow this is really well done and it mostly felt like because they got out of the way and let the the hip-hop tribute was the best part of the grammys that night yes and i said but you know who gonna really do this with bet because when bet get a hold of it they understood the nuances um and and i and i don't even think this is gonna be the best bet tribute i think it's gonna be the bet hip-hop awards it's gonna really give us the like yeah god that, damn that's a definitive take right that's probably when they're gonna be able to get more people and shit like that people that that with this person this person this person so it's gonna be really really interesting to see who they reach out to and how they collaborated up and, stuff. and they got their work cut out for them because this was damn good i'm talking like you got your no limits you know mm. moment you got it was just so good man like the death squad moment was so good and the amigos performed together 
um yeah which they haven't done since uh takeoff died right and you know the rumors that they were beefing and they weren't really talking and shit and so it was interesting to say like that was an emotional moment while these niggas was rapping bad and bougie and takeoffs in the background um but it 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 it, it was <laughs> you know what i mean like it was an emotional a moment um for everybody um i I was like man i was i want bet to bring some other people that's not talking together i want them to go get anita and babyface put them up there right you know get Jesus and marrow you know (laughs) they bring the band bring bring everybody back together uh dougie fresh was there with little vicious who is 50 now so i'm like how long he gonna be little why he not just vicious i don't know we call him we call little bow wow bow wow now even though he's still only four foot two we know to call him bow wow so i don't understand how this kid's gonna be little vicious his whole life he's grown vicious now mature vicious even you know uh but the reggae segment was hot patra was there which psh, i haven't seen patra since In motherfucking years rap city days or some shit uh mad lion was there looking like craving the hunter cosplay <laughs> we seen don magic wand in the background bishop don magic wand was there he didn't rap or nothing he was just there mm-hmm. um jack harlow got a got uh he got nominated for an award of course he wasn't gonna win and i was like how this well i don't know i do want to know who's sponsoring the jack harlow industrial complex for sure somebody is this nigga's doing the white man can't i don't know anybody that's a jack harlow fan but i know he's around mm-hmm um we don't roll in them circles they roll deep apparently right uh remy ma was out there fat joe was out there looking great um fab performed breathe which is just to me one of the it's one of the forgotten hip-hop classics to me that song that song is is a classic i know every word i love it um ja rule came out and everybody was hype and you know it's like finally man can because i ja rule just unfairly got caricatured because the mag the the magnet the magnetism of 50 cents charisma really had people acting like ja rule was never hitting right and i just that's really a shame because ja rule had some hits mm-hmm. him and ashanti used to fucking soon as a song come on you like, i was turning this shit up he used, and then like 50 cent came and made jokes about him everybody was like yeah man he's corny and i was like okay and then 50 started doing the same songs ja rule was doing yep a whole bunch of singing on the chorus and same shit and is. pop hits and mm-hmm. i said wait a minute so y'all it was wrong for him it was ja rule was corny for put it on you right but then this which, nigga's not corny for magic stick <laughs> which was a banger 21 questions Dose is bang too. 50 Cent was literally singing. I got the magic stick. Hey! 50 Cent was literally singing after he said singing was corny. He was like, you know, singing, girl. Like, I'm like, bro, this is singing. You can't call the other nigga corny and do this, but he did it and it worked on y'all. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I see Ja Rule get a minute, I'm always happy for him because he unfairly got tarred and figured, tarred and feathered. Um, so let's see ice spice performed that was controversial i there listen because I, I think people were saying she wasn't giving us anything like her performance they were like she she's not putting a lot of energy out 
but i think if you're an ice spice fan that's kind of part of why you like her it's kind of right. like rihanna at the super bowl mm-hmm. it's controversial if you don't know nothing about her and her f- fan group and all this shit right i don't necessarily think she's trying to sweat when she's performing and i don't think she's ever gonna do that that's her if if you like her music which i you know i'm, I'm a fan um her thing is is all laid back right you know people was comparing it to like cardi and shit i was like cardi is like a she gonna give you raw in your face performance yeah they're two different types of performers and everybody isn't high energy when it comes to performing right so that was controversial on twitter um, oh, I liked her performance. Okay, all right. Well, it wasn't controversial to Karen, Karen, everybody. No, it was not. So that's why it was controversial because some people didn't like her performance, Karen. So <laughs> that was what I was implying. Um, she did have a shit ton of production on her set, and she they some people point out like her set looks similar to Cardi B's set from a couple years ago. Um, one, there's only so much shit you can do on that stage. Two i think it was kind of like a tribute i don't think it was a diss it was like a homage but people keep trying to turn the ice spice versus somebody into something they really want someone to take ice spice down it feels like more than the other rappers um i also saw a viral video of the girl i don't even know her name i'm not trying to be funny that i don't know her name if i knew what i said but the girl that made the rap song with the my my pussy pink my booty hole brown that girl yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't know her name someone mm-hmm. in the chat probably knows it but i don't know her name either they show a viral video of them like playing her song and then <laughs> the gospel people are sitting in the in the foreground oh, no. and they're just looking they was not ready they're just looking over and everyone's saying how like they must have been embarrassed and this is disgusting look what we've done to hip-hop and all this stuff all i'm saying is you could literally do that every single bet awards because the gospel people are there for the raunchy shit that happens later people are like i know they're so embarrassed i was like who knows that might be why they left the house like i don't never get to see no titties but ever this is gonna be the one night of the year i get to definitely see some bonafide ass shaking and i can't nobody say nothing Mm-mm. i could just say i was there trying to save souls you know um and then uh buster rhymes gave uh he won the like lifetime achievement award he gave an old man speech and he got recognized and uh, i loved it i loved every second of it like even when he first got up there and he was like he was silent for like 30 seconds and you you could see he was basically trying to hold back tears and then he just basically said man fuck it i'm gonna cry and then he started crying and he gave his speech and ah it was so it was so good it was such this is why i love old black dudes getting old one we don't get to see it often and two i'd say buster is a dude that's so positive and it's authentic and it's in a way that's not pandering right and i don't i don't i know right now i feel like we're in the age of pandering and that's what people value more than authenticity like you they rather you say something the right way than do the right do things a good the right way they rather you have the right words than have the right heart right and 
i think a lot of times y'all can hear it on the show and with the way i analyze things i'm so against that at this point i get i'm more skeptical to people that seem to have the right words but don't do the right shit right because your actions matter more to me than your words yeah like yeah okay you got you figured out the right language and you know you up on the terms but every time i look up you in some shit and people don't really fuck with you right and you seem to always have something around you and what i liked about buster is that he this is the same thing i said about when kendrick dropped that song where he was talking about black on black crime and everybody got mad and i was like i'm not mad at that at all because i feel that way sometimes and you not you a lying ass black person or you not in the community if you say you never felt that if you've never had that thought am i a hypocrite for the fact that i'll get mad if a cop kills a black person but i won't get mad if that black person's life is taken by another black person that i know i if i don't have that same level of like what the fuck anger what does that mean for me it's okay to think that it's okay to express that you don't have to like walk around and be like if we the only people he didn't say nothing like that but i understood it you know it's the when a black person is talking to a younger black dude and he's like hey if your job if you want to be in corporate america you're gonna have to cut your dreads off Mm -hmm. this is you know back in the day for the crown act i understood exactly what the fuck that nigga was saying because he wasn't saying it like because i hate your dreads little nigga Mm -hmm. what he was saying was i want you to have a job you're doing all the steps to get this job unfortunately the one thing that's gonna keep you from getting a job is they not gonna let you have a job with that hair right and no i'm not telling you it's fair i think it's actually could be very unfair. i think it's fucked up and right? i had to cut my dreads off mm-hmm. but they brought me in here to give you advice on how to get the job right. they didn't give me they didn't tell me to empower you to, to make your own job they brought me in here to tell the graduating class of blank this what you're gonna have to do right so all that to say i love when buster rhymes is talking about like um hip-hop doesn't have to be negative and glorify only negative things and we can still be positive and then in the same sentence which people probably would think was hypocritical but it wasn't to me he expressed love for those people like no but i love hip-hop and i love and he started naming specific acts new acts not his not just generational like let me bring up my generation and then shit on the new generation and 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 he expressed a level of solidarity and a perspective of wholeness of the culture that was beautiful and only somebody that's had time to be in the culture and think about it and to be relevant through 20 years maybe even longer possibly 30 years at this point to be relevant the whole time to be respected throughout the industry the whole time to be a dude that is showered with love the whole time because yeah, people love Buster. think about i don't even think i remember a buster rhymes beef Mm-mm. who got the buster rhymes diss track you know and they hear about his work ethic and how he when he left leaves a new school and he was scared because you know everything on the outside feels like it's or preordained and of course when you're looking with envy at somebody you think the work is easy right you know i remember i had a friend tell me about the blackout tips when i got laid off <laughs> and we had, we were able to monetize this thing and i was sweating every night you know i wasn't sleeping i was up to four or five in the morning working on a website working on all the trying to learn how to even monetize this stuff and I all that remember that and i remember talking to a friend and he said man you're so lucky you got laid off 
and this is after the show had started to like you know we were starting to make some money and make ends meet off of it and you know i never took offense to it really i just kind of like all right you know <laughs> i said it just didn't feel that way right <laughs> at that time mm-mm, i would have rather been working like maybe maybe it feels that way you know now a few years ago but i'm gonna tell you right now when i was like they're about to cut off my unemployment you know when i was like if we aren't making uh the amount of money i was making from unemployment in a month i don't know what i'm gonna do when north carolina cut unemployment down from two years to six months right when they cut down how much you could get a week to just three hundred dollars right not based off your salary i i'm gonna be real i wasn't feeling lucky i wasn't like thank god i got this time i was thinking oh my god what i'm gonna do if i let my 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 wife down if i let my household down you know that's what i was thinking um and still got to go out and be funny and creative the whole time and put out a product that makes people want to pay for it that's what i was thinking and so to hear buster ryan's perspective because i ain't i'm by no means buster ryan's but when he was saying like dog i was just pretending to be having time in the studio i'd find out who was coming to the studio i'd pretend that i left something in there from the night before and be like oh while i'm here i might as well do a feature and he said he basically innovated the feature for rap like you know i was thinking about us as as a podcast i know we weren't i'm sure we weren't the first ever i know that's probably not i haven't done any research but one of the early adopters i'm 100 percent sure we were the first people that were consistently having someone on their show that was not in their studio with them right because we started that part years ago Before and Skype. while somebody might have had like an episode or two where they had like oh yeah well, a phone call we were we created something called the chitlin circuit and it was black podcast that we saw doing their thing and decided yo let's do something together and they we would be like we can do it through the phone we'll skype you can skype in we use our desktop speakers and a blue snowball mic i'm not saying it sounded great but now everybody does it this is before zoom right you know this this is back when before you didn't skype. if you didn't have a certain type of mix you couldn't even do the skype thing Mm-mm. we was actually turning our speakers like like that's what i just said yeah, yeah. desktop speakers into the blue snowball mic mm-hmm. and so we did innovate that and definitely for black podcasts i still don't think even a lot of white podcasts were doing it not saying it wasn't possible or they didn't do it at all we were consistently doing it go back and listen to those episodes and it's us with where's my 40 acres us with insanity check us with uh you know cold slither everybody just before you had that technology now everybody does it Mm mm-hmm but that's just how the desperation and the innovation that we was trying to do to make this a cultural thing and i think listening to buster ron describe that process and go way over the time right and like take his time and like i'm glad he took his time and then it to top that off to top that off they go to a commercial because everybody's like damn that's fucked up we didn't even really get when they do a tribute you normally get like a bunch of artists doing a tribute to that artist and then that artist accepts an award everyone hadn't watched the bet awards in a long time i guess or they forgot that's not how bet awards do it ever 
normally those motherfuckers perform and so <laughs> buster rhymes came up there and performed and he didn't just give us lip service this nigga illustrated everything he said in that fucking speech and he, everybody he had everybody coming in and out new acts old acts he was like like he was performing performing that nigga was like sweating in his white and this is like linens i knew he was gonna give it to us because he was like crying and shit on that stage and it was really emotional for him and i said man that was great and this almost felt like the closing but then he came out and just basically said every new rapper and rap like every woman he shouted out every they were in his shit yes they were every feature he did they was there you know what i'm saying like uh it was it, it was so beautiful that's that it made me proud to love hip-hop it made me proud to be from that generation and to watch a dude that old also like uh bridge the divide generationally uh the, the bridge to divide gender wise um to still have his homeboys there um uh, it was beautiful man it was beautiful i i uh it was beautiful i loved it and this is one reason why i i'm keeping it real i do not shit on the bet awards um because nowhere else are you going to get this for somebody like buster rhymes right as millions of records as he sold for all types of artists not only hip-hop like just artists in general Mm -hmm. because they were in his tribute they was talking about like all his songs and a lot of people he performed with and stuff like janet jackson um sean puffy combs all like they was like had those people talking about him and how great he was to work with and things like that it's like yeah you would never get this on another show if you did it wouldn't have been this you would have got a snippet and they probably wouldn't allowed him do his own tribute yeah i just loved it mm-hmm. and that's the only place that that's gonna happen agreed like it was just no one else we love us no one else understands our culture enough to understand you need to give buster rhymes a fucking 40 minute segment 20 minutes of speech 20 minutes of performance <laughs> and if you go over time you go over time right but, but this is his moment and we're never gonna see that uh anyone shout that out like that um and i, and I appreciate that i i really do and i appreciate a lot of the artists uh performing you know because mc light performed a lot and these people were like performing performing you know what i'm saying like they was like no i know my lines i'm here i'm performing and y'all gonna get these hits uh serious xm to shut down stitcher podcast out i was seeing that i was on twitter and nick Jew had posted it and she was talking about it the thing about stitcher <coughs> me and roger remember when stitcher first came when stitcher first came out stitcher was revolutionary because it was one of the first apps that it didn't matter if you had an iphone or android you could use it and Stitcher was one of the first apps to do like the reviews and the five stars and all that. I, I, I too may have had it, but Stitcher was the one where, hey, you can do reviews, you can do five stars. Stitcher, um, I would be forever grateful to Stitcher because Stitcher's, um, algorithm as far as referring stuff was great. Uh, Stitcher was one of the first major apps to do, um, 
awards and shits decades ago before anybody else was on it because i mean when they had their first one we were even nominated for it um reggie for once the t actually went out to california and stuff we ended up losing but it was just for the fact that we were nominated and we was in the group and because i remember because mark Marin mark Marin actually did the announcement for that show we actually listened streamed live um i give my flowers to stitcher um but i think what happened was when stitcher was bought and this happened to skype and this happens to a lot of other things and this is very heartbreaking people do these things they have these great innovations and while the people that actually love it is is over it it does everything it's supposed to do they're constantly pumping in it they're constantly stretching it they're constantly they're they're they're, they're changing the game they're innovative somebody buys it and when people buy something that they did not invest in they let it go to shit and that's what happened with stitcher it ended up getting bought and it just went to shit all of a sudden you you're just uh because i used to love stitcher stitcher was great you used to keep a track of how, how many hours you're listening what you did it had friend recommendations it was a beautiful beautiful app way before spotify and and my thing is stitcher actually could have been one of the big boys if the money and resources excuse me would have been invested in it to have it continue to grow and I've seen this happen with other things. It's very frustrating when these things are bought because when people buy it, they actually just kill it and kind of absorb it versus actually allowing it to grow and to become something great or or, or taking it and, and integrating it into their things. Because sometimes people buy shit because they don't want to do the work to build it and then they don't understand it and they don't know what to do with it. So they just let it go to the wayside and die yeah and it did go through some functionality situations after it was purchased um <clears throat> they also used to have a really good integration for stats and all this type of stuff um and yeah i don't know they killed it before they killed it because i we used to shout out stitcher and stuff because we had a lot of traffic over there and then just if you didn't become one of their premium type of shows it just kind of shut everything down for you over there yep um and then fans just stopped listening to us over there for the most part not that there were none but there weren't a significant amount like there used to be Mm -mm. um and i do think this is what happened when you buy your competition a lot of these mergers in social media and in the in the uh silicon valley type of startup era it's a lot of ideas that aren't profitable you know they were trying to figure a way to make stitcher profitable i remember when they put it in cars and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it just wasn't catching on in that way and um when you get bought by like your competitor like a serious xm kind of buys it to me a lot of times it's just a slow death because they don't really want to manage it and empower it because they still see it as kind of a competition Mm -hmm. and in the read i was the article i was reading it said um they're really trying to move people over they're not gonna back away from podcasting with sirius xm but they're trying to move people over to the sirius xm app right which most people they're not going to do because it's one of those things where sometimes people have to understand sometimes you have two different audiences and stitcher was like we are podcasts like i'll just say they was like we're not integrating with music podcast is our baby podcast is not an afterthought podcast isn't something that we did out of necessity we do podcasting 
Sirius is satellite, Sirius satellite. Yeah. Like, like, like there's two different audiences and you're trying to take something for podcasting and merge them over. The people that got Stitcher, a lot of them are not going to buy Sirius FM. The people that were paying for it premium, uh, the, the Stitcher podcast premium, they're going to now, they would, they could be able to listen to podcasts ad free. They've been sent a six month trial offer, uh, free trial for Sirius XM platinum streaming so you know they're not they're like this thing is shutting down i think at the end of august so right and 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 it's really really sad though because if they want to do this right when they went premium because i I, and i remember seeing their premium stuff when they went premium they didn't empower the creators they basically for a lot of them got a bunch of celebrities to come in bundled it up and was like this is the price Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what happened if I'm an individual <coughs> podcast and not a celebrity that actually want to make money? It's like they didn't even think about monetizing in that way where you could put it on put it on the platform, get a percentage, and everybody continue to make money that way. They was like, nope, fuck it. Here's our price point. These are the apps. You know, these are the groups of podcasts in there. And you, I don't even know if you got to pick and choose what it is. So you, I, I got thousands of podcasts, but you know i'm paying for something and a lot of the, unless i'm a fan of these celebrities i'm i might be paying for some shit and i'm like i don't know these niggas like y'all give me a bunch of shit that i'm never going to listen to yeah i think also just the charts and and all that stuff don't really matter like um this is the the same issue spotify going through where their thing was acquiring big name talent to make shows but they're not podcasters they're just they're just famous people whose name is on a podcast and it doesn't mean they can't do a podcast and it can't be great but the incentive structure is not there it's not their full-time thing it's not what they're really about and no matter how much money you throw at them they get they're gonna get money other ways um and maybe it sounds counterintuitive but if i was the head of one of these places i would be trying to get podcasters who are full-time podcasters or trying to be full-time podcasters throwing money at them to turn them into full-time podcasters but we get to control their content in that we own the content and the kind of person that will make that deal is not is either there's only two kind of people that make that deal people that really want to be podcasters and succeed Mm -hmm. and people that can be like i don't give a fuck if you keep all this content i don't care and they went for the i don't care crowd Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you're not going to control uh megan markle at the end of the day she can go off and do other things and so if she wants to go and make a show somewhere else if she wants to go act again there's revenue streams available to her so you're not gonna just be able to tell her like give us 30 episodes or else she like or else then and right she's willing to take a loss or give you your money back and be like it don't matter and it's not just her it's all the kind of people they went after i'm just saying megan Markle because i know that's the person they got mad at but, right but like what to me i don't I, I don't even know how you can be mad at her yes she did 12 episodes in three years she was never gonna do 50 or whatever number you think she should have done that wasn't gonna, she she got a life and she don't need it like that if you wanted the kind of people that would put out 50 episodes go find somebody putting out 50 episodes right now go find that person promote them on your algorithm 
you know suggest them to people when they log into spotify right but they don't do that they they want a shortcut and they want to have a big names now the thing with stitcher is they're going to continue their big name podcast mm-hmm. they don't sound like they're having layoffs well how come you said mm-hmm like that you knew that already or and, and the thing is is because they actually i think they got trevor noah coming they have more people trevor coming. noah's coming to spotify okay. not stitcher okay my bad stitcher has oh St- okay i thought you said spotify my bad yeah yeah stitcher's gonna continue their big name podcast which is a little surprising to me right because normally when you're talking about cutting back on money and shit this the first shit you get rid of is like hey man you can have these shows back because they cost money to promote and and to keep on our platform and we're cutting money they also said they aren't planning on having layoffs right this is an interesting uh-huh. now i don't know how that's going to work out months from now but this is what they're saying okay like i said we'll see a lot of times they do this sweet flowery shit in six months from now and be like the real yeah. man yeah because now shit gotta merge i don't know duplicate jobs and all this stuff i don't know what their plan is we'll see but yeah let's talk off camera with kelly ripper sounds gay sound detectives as well as earwolf which is home of the popular how did this get made and more other popular podcasts acquired through stitcher include freakonomics radio and what the fuck with mark Marin. those podcasts will all continue on so i don't know if they're letting them out of their deals mm. i don't know this is going to be interesting to see what they oh, do if they're going to merge them on the serious gonna yeah, be interesting i'm doing that too uh cardi b uh supposedly cheated on offset according to offsets now deleted uh ig uh story um which is interesting uh because cardi said that it's is not she didn't cheat on him on uh, the twitter spaces monday night uh the rapper started singing keisha Cole's i should have cheated first of all let me say you can't accuse me of all the things you know that you are guilty of singing with me y'all and i see that it's easy she said this while listening to keisha Coles. i should have cheated uh and i see that it's easy for you to blame everything on me yes honey uh she said listen don't pay attention to that country man uh, talking about offset that motherfucker spiraling and thinking shit uh come on y'all i'm fucking cardi b nigga i think sometimes motherfuckers forget on cardi b if i was giving this pussy to anybody it would be out i'm not just anybody um can't fuck no regular degular schmegular because they gonna tell the world and i can't fuck nobody in the industry because they gonna tell too please boy stop acting stupid stop acting stupid going crazy over fucking space don't please don't play me what the fuck stop playing that's all i'm gonna motherfucker say get the fuck out of here nigga like you can't be serious don't play motherfucker got me looking fucking crazy and shit for no reason anyways i'm out y'all know what it is um and of course people are bringing up that he did cheat on her and she forgave him uh and they worked it out and they you know been um together and seemingly happy on social media and stuff for oh i guess a couple years now Mm -hmm. shit more than a couple years that was that 2018 that that happened so five years Mm -hmm. yeah and like you said in some time people let shit go when it comes to time here's what i think is interesting and i'm and i'm being consistent on this i'm not gonna waver um i don't i don't i think people are and it's weird to see people our age but i guess it's just people just think about relationships the way they do in like third grade and they just never grow out of it they don't they don't because like Mm -hmm. there's a glee and a delight that people think 
she would be getting back at him for cheating and i'm 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 always gonna find that so toxic and weird because like why wouldn't you just leave because i like if 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 someone cheated on me i'm not staying with them and cheating back and being like ha ha like we now have a fucked up toxic relationship that will to me is not we can't be even there's not an even there right it's not an even. like I'm, I'm, peace and balance is what i strive for in my life i and i get it if you're just like childish or maybe you're you know it's that stand shit or you're just rooting you think in some way you're rooting for for her even though they got kids and all this shit and you think five years later cheating would make it like a funny like a finally everything's cool i just find it to be super toxic it i i you know if it's if it's true i don't even think it's true she says she didn't do it i'm uh, all right that doesn't really seem like it came out of any true proof or anything it if anything it says something about his insecurities if um if she's telling the truth it says something about the insecurity of people that cheat and how they'll never be able to look at somebody and see them as not like them they're always gonna think you know oh it's gonna happen to me and that's one of the reasons you shouldn't do it but um yeah i don't i just don't see the delight in watching this family possibly break up and squabble if this you know if 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 there's any truth to this stuff right and it's also in my thing it's one of those things where and people in normal regular ass niggas just broke niggas see people work through this all of the time mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where either we talk about it discuss it work through it or we don't need to be together i mean to me it's just that simple and like you say but that comes with a certain level of maturity I think yeah to me that, i think a lot of people they don't have that level yeah of to me i would see that as um i don't know how you see that as a positive thing i guess just it's not our lives and people are living parasocially so these aren't Correct. really they don't really care about these people the They're same avatars. way they, the same way they didn't really care when it first happened Mm-mm. uh which is always you know something i have to remind myself is like a lot of people you know it's entertainment to them and you know this is one of the reasons i talk about even with us having fans and stuff i keep a line between us because i don't we are still entertainment fodder to them and these are always reminders of like if something went wrong in our lives there are people mm-hmm. that are just going to be entertained by it Agreed. and they won't care how it really affects us Mm-mm. because they're incapable of caring how it really affects us because it's entertainment it's like right. trying to care how you know a tv show character is affected you're not a real person to them correct um and so i you know i think i'm not i'm not really a person that consumes entertainment in that way and i don't see people in that type of fashion of entertainment so to me i'm like damn that's fucked up they family about to fold off of this shit and it would be super weird of her to have patched things up made it work for x amount of years and then just throw it all away one night because i still need to get my lick back off of him cheating to me that's of that would be immature and kind of kind of kind of ridiculous you know um and the same way if the genders were reversed i'd say right. that's kind of ridiculous it seemed like y'all had worked the shit out and you just threw it away off of one decision but i also re- had to remember like this is one of the reasons i talk about love and relationships i don't see it the same way i don't see them as entertainment things for people I, i'm not this is why i don't watch reality tv shows about love and stuff because it's not real it's all fake and it reminds me of i feel like everybody 
deserves a chance to be loved everybody deserves a chance to love themselves and stuff Mm -hmm. but also all the times i see how much people don't really want that and this reminds me how much people don't really want that because this is some junior high school level thinking if you're like ha ha got him i'm like ha ha your family gone right ha ha fuck fuck our kids <laughs> right, now right. that just you Cause, know because you're looking at the bigger picture like all the consequences and things behind it but a lot of people treat celebrities and these people like like avatars and it becomes the world well, also, of sexes and all the other, right. other bullshit yes, yes. which is actually technically unrelated to the foundation of love it's the it's the war to sexes thing which is so mm-hmm i don't know if a lot of people that's what love is love is a war particularly straight people love is a war of the sex love is about a tug of war i win you win who keeps up with the points who is flexing the most who is the boss who is running the show who is telling the other one what to do who wins the argument and my thing is bitch that's not love to me it just seemed like this would be the opposite of that like a marriage and a relationship should be the opposite of war but yeah i think it still is for a lot of people and i think it's very weird that it when stuff like this happens i always find it weird i think and for the record i've talked about it before i find it just as weird the people who are happy when someone gets cheated on i find it all weird like i think it was weird that that people were like happy when beyonce got cheated on to be like it can see just because she's gonna think she's the baddest bitch on the planet i'm like what did you win right what did you win did you get something in the mail why why did this make you smile this is such a weird thing but anyway good luck to them um i think if he's even accusing her of this that means there's a lack of trust period yeah also it's one of those things where misery loves company particularly online there's a lot of unhappy people online and we've seen it when people are unhappy online this shit they do and when i've been on I've been online long enough and I've seen men do this and I've seen women do this. How it's fuck these niggas, fuck these bitches, fuck these niggas, fuck these bitches. Then when they in love, you slowly see the shit dissolve and get less and less and less and less and less. Because now all of a sudden the energy that you were spewing online all of a sudden goes into that person. So people do want love. They do want it. But but when they don't have it, is fuck all these other people for it just feels happy. it just feels weird that people would think to me it feels weird that people would be like finally she cheated back i'm i'm like but you know what it is you know what it is so many of these motherfuckers have been hurt yes that they're just happy somebody else got hurt parasocially they can live out their fantasy that's what okay never mind i moved on yes all right that's it uh let's go to the next article you are the father maury now selling at home paternity test kits that's the name of it you are the father uh the results are in is the name of the test oh let's go the results are in that's a dna test is uh 99.9 percent accuracy um you basically follow the instructions send it to a dna diagnostic center and then uh they send you the results and let you know if you're the the, the child's parent or not i don't think it would be better they send you a video and tell you to record your response yeah i wonder what the, <laughs> they should put a commercial out that's just motherfuckers getting up dancing and then cameras following the women <laughs> and then cameras following women back to the recesses of a studio <laughs> to watch them fall on the heap on the ground and start crying 
falling out in their front yards i feel like that's that's that will complete the set here <laughs> uh let's see why killer whales won't stop ramming boats in spain so it's two theories apparently in this thing with the with the black dolphins um they said um orcas only approach a tiny fraction of the boats that go through but about one in five of those interactions results in severe damage requiring a tow they haven't hurt any people but um they have destroyed like uh people the the ability for those uh ships to navigate like tore the rotors rudders off and stuff and um so people right now think um the first is that the orcas are just playing Mm-mm. they're smart creatures i don't know why people think just because these animals aren't human that they're dumb they've learned that hey that's the shit that make it go fuck it up well anytime this same thing happened with telecom when he killed them people in the in the thing and um sea world kept being like he just playing i'm like i don't know after the first couple murders feels like he not playing no more Mm-mm. maybe Y'all still think it's a game it's not a game to this me. isn't a 15 year old putting their little brother in the suplex accidentally hurting him this seems to be an intentional drowning he plays every day <laughs> right. in front of the crowd and they and they give him give him give him treats and then he goes back and and everyone applauds i think he knows when he's dragging you by your foot and tearing you to pieces and leaving you at the bottom of the fucking pool uh play time over right but then the second theory is white gladders okay so they think there's a specific uh leader of the pod named white gladys who may have become entangled in some fishing gear which is a common threat to orcas and it could have been an accident or an illegal fishing attempt but whatever happened she took that personally <laughs> come on and she it was like not grandma and white gladys apparently went and told everybody um Fuck up. we fucking boats up now and all the other orcas like, they fuck with the wrong one today or maybe the right one i don't know <laughs> either way they was right orcas are very matriarchal and so once they see mom big mama doing it everybody start doing it. big mama not your fan right <laughs> <laughs> so they start fucking up i don't know if they seen the newest avatar i don't know if i just listen between this shit the i seen a yacht that uh the winds was blowing the fucking deck chairs on the people almost killing them the submarine that imploded the ocean not fucking around no more no some sharks attacked david attenborough's doc netflix documentary crew for the first time i feel like the ocean is like houston right now if you're rolling through town you need to call the j prince of the ocean you know like you need to tap in with with whoever is in charge down there call white gladys hey we want to do a documentary if if that's cool with you you know what i'm saying because you roll with us so we don't get attacked because it's it's not a game y'all need to make a truce (laughs) pay your fees the ocean is sick of the our shit okay namor is down there 
or something and uh i'm not sure how much longer this is gonna go without some people dying right these feel like warnings to me <clears throat> right because they like we can go a lot lower than y'all can just leave them alone right but if we can't find them of course you can't right just stay home mm-hmm. uh speaking of the ocean though um the ocean gate ceo he's the dude that's in charge of this sub- submersible which basically a submarine oh. that's not certified oh the one that imploded it's a submarine that needs help to to like be a submarine that's why it's called a submersible ah like okay. you can't open the door from the inside somebody gotta un unbolt it from the outside which means if somebody's late all y'all niggas just gonna be standing <clears throat> up there until, until they get there yeah it's like it's it's a it's a it's it's anyway the more stuff that comes out about this submersible um the worse it looks for the people that got in it and for the dude that was in charge mm-hmm. wouldn't the dude in charge the one that went down with him stockton rush now you normally think it would inspire confidence that the person that is the billionaire owner would be on the trip with you i'm not gonna lie that would make me feel like oh okay they must know what they're doing or they crazy and it sounds like it was the other one for them it don't sound like he knew what he was doing because uh people are coming out that's in this field they was like yeah they even have um uh the dude that made avatar james cameron james cameron coming like hey dog like i've been down there and uh yeah dog like uh this is the shit that we did uh yeah that's that's not that's not a good look james cameron sounds disgusted people was trying to act like look at this asshole talking bad about these people uh james cameron done been down to see the titanic more than anybody else on the planet earth uh he didn't he actually knew one of the people that died he didn't seem like he was taking like (laughs) bitches you dumb he sounded like angry that this motherfucker kept going down there fucking around till he found out he sounded mad that this dude skirted all types of regulations all types of safety rules Mm -hmm. and honestly every quote that comes out makes the shit more stupid because they because like nobody really was keeping up with this man like that but now the quotes come out and it's him saying shit like you know i'm tired of all these certifying agencies with they over-the-top rules and regulations oh that that so that was the dude we was listening to that but karen's trying to say that y'all you know sorry everybody (laughs) it's a podcast and y'all weren't in the car with us earlier (laughs) y'all was not i'm sorry i was listening to this podcast it's called behind the bastards they started a series on him today his name is stockton rush and they talk about the news and stuff around him before the implosion the like you know his background his family and all this stuff and um yeah he he did not even certify his the his submersible that dude was wild that dude was like uh yeah um, i'm trying to make this money they trying to say we can't go no no lower than what is it a hundred something feet or whatever a 200 feet he was like yeah a few people died but uh what about these dollars okay so karen is not relaying the facts that (laughs) will go listen to that episode what he was talking about in that situation was people working on the oil rigs and doing repairs 
the industry moved to using drones instead of people because people were dying if they went over 150 feet down um while trying to work on these oil rigs and he was one of the people that was against that basically being like okay so people is dying and what we should still let humans do that work we don't need to send drones down there and so that's what he was talking about that's not necessarily the same thing as a submersible um this time so he gave a speech at a talk he gave a talk at um last october and said there are cert there are certifying or semi-certifying agencies these programs are over the top in their rules and regulations but they had nothing like with carbon fire carbon fiber so we had to go out and work on that and one of the things i learned is you know when you're outside the box it really is really hard to tell how far outside the box they really are uh and we were pretty far out there the titan was never certified despite rush being repeatedly urged to get it done by at least one expert uh robert mccallum who runs an ocean expedition company shared emails with the bbc that showed him communicating with rush on the issue i think you are potentially placing yourself and your clients in a dangerous dynamic in your race to the titanic you are mirroring the famous catch cry she is unsinkable rush responded that he was tired of industry players who try to use safety argument to stop innovation yeah he fucked around the, the safety argument the safety argument which means we don't want people to die we don't want you to die and and and, and what's so uh crazy about this like i've been listening to npr and something and they've been talking to people and uh they was talking to like some experts in the field and uh one of those i think it's professor or something he was saying like he tells his students physics you can't see physics and physics will fuck you up so you know that pressure you can't see it but it's real regardless of if you believe in that shit or not and you will die well this is the way a lot of libertarian billionaire types talk it's one of the reasons most of your silicon valley startups have the same like arc of um what they do is they call it disrupting but essentially it's deregulation it's i am going to attempt to do something that has already been done but i'm going to do it with no regulations and i'm going to sell the fact that there are no regulations as a positive as if regulations and safety don't go hand in hand right. and it's all of these startups by the way i don't care if it's uber airbnb uh this motherfucker uh the the spacex uh twitter it's all if you the pro, the formula is always the same it is always what if we didn't have regulation in that area that's what that's why it's like we just need a free speech to town hall what does that really mean no regulation you can say and do anything right then the next step is always here's the consequences here's why you need regulations and typically when that happens they lose popularity with uber it's and this is why you need to know who you're hiring as a driver because motherfuckers getting sexually assaulted right you know um this you know people are being racist on your airbnb app because unlike a hotel there's law there's laws about a hotel this being your private domicile you can just racially discriminate right because who's going to enforce that who's going to notice the pattern and say you don't rent to black people well you don't have a, a, a um the hud you don't have a hud for airbnb so they're just trying to stay a step ahead of where regulations and rules have already been applied Mm -hmm. that's the same mentality this guy had was i don't think your rules i think you can be a lot less safe and do the same thing and the ocean (laughs) was like yeah player that's not true 
that's that's not true mm-hmm. um you know it was one of those things where i you know i learned some things i was like oh this shit can explode and implode i was like oh like you know like the ocean was like oh player come on c- come on come on down here and and, and uh see what we think about your your uh non-regulation uh uh game stop off-brand control ass see what we think so that was a big thing too is there's a picture that went viral where this man has uh essentially a logitech um controller a mad cats um it looked like the controller that um it looks like the controller that your cousin gives you when you come over to his house and he gonna use his regular playstation controller and now you gotta use the one that you know the button stick it it didn't help Mm -mm. that it looked like that right and a lot of the uh regulations and safety shit they have is for a reason like once they go so far down uh things that are properly fit regulations if something happened the the sister the, the submarine would be like oh mm-mm. and they would actually take itself back up on its own the court fuck what you think they didn't have none of these features on now <laughs> um so the logitech controller thing people were making jokes like did the batteries run out stuff like that <laughs> it, it got bad because it actually logitech suffered a stock hit <gasps> oh! and they got sarcastic amazon reviews um over this controller um with people trying to be funny their their, their stock plunges shit uh, had plunged their stocks had plunged as much as 11 percent on wednesday god damn yeah the controller is a 50 dollar controller um so they hooks up wirelessly questions uh and answer section are like can i use this for my submersible (laughs) they had jokes would you recommend this controller for pirating a tourist submarine asking for a friend thanks chad i know they had the jokes yeah uh someone left a one-star review for a different controller f310 model that said look elsewhere for your submarine needs controller sank my submarine oh the internet is a mess 200 people voted that as a helpful review <laughs> oh, oh i know i know that's bad but uh the, oh, the, the good jokes someone said perfect for piloting a mini submarine verified purchase <laughs> i had a friend who swore by the f-710 and i kept telling him bro one day those batteries are gonna run out and it's gonna kill you well guess who hasn't been heard from in a few days it has had caused a massive search and rescue mission oh, no. sure the f-710 is a better grip to it than the f-310 but the certainty of not having a controller die mid uses such an excellent feature i don't know how anyone could pass it up i can slam dunk demons in doom eternal for hours and then take the very same gamepad plug it into my submersible for a deep sea dive then if i'm feeling bored i can unplug it from my vessel and put it in my laptop so i can enjoy some nautical subnautica with the fishes all with the comfort of knowing that i won't uh be sleeping with them when i plug the controller back into my vessel and reach for the surface <laughs> with people <laughs> don't gamble on wireless controllers the logitech f310 is far from perfect 
but for the versatile needs and whims of the modern world it is certainly the right tool for the job (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is wrong with the internet yeah it's been interesting because a lot of people have been uh hemming and hawing both ways over like uh, so uh i know this is kind of a complex thought to express but i think we're on the podcast i can express it here i think it's weird that people are delighting in their deaths specifically because the people that died were rich that doesn't necessarily feel like a political praxis to me or like it's not making the statement that people think is making that uh, it just feels like the real truth is that we like funny deaths shout out to our podcast Mm -hmm. we've been one of those people we laugh at funny death all the time we're all gonna die someone's gonna die in funny ways Mm -hmm. ironic ways whatever and you know to me i don't the people are dead i don't really see any harm in laughing at it um and i you know i don't think we're alone in that Mm -hmm. um it's just gallows humor is how we all process but i think it's weird that people are trying to add a political spin like this is some type of activism you're not a hero for laughing at these people dying right and it's and it just goes to the super ego of the fucking social media user that we feel like we need to be heroes in everything sometimes you just laugh at something because you're kind of an asshole because you're not being mature kind of a dick and there's not a right heroic answer that makes you look good no one's gonna pat you on the back like yeah you're you're laughing at essentially a tragedy but you know we laugh at tragedies all the time i don't feel like a hypocrite because i've laughed at we make puns about people like falling in a bad bad or something at a job and being like oh here's some jokes oh yeah like i don't see the you know like i'm not being a hypocrite but i think i've never felt like i was a hero for that either like oh it's okay because that man was a terrible person so we can laugh like just admit it's kind of like the coliseums the greek roman that that coliseum where you have something in you that need to see violence and death and occasionally you laugh at it but it's it's this newish not newish but it's this i'm a hero version of it that i think is such bullshit yeah the second thing is you're not broken if you don't think it's funny we've had people that tapped out on listening to our show because they didn't think a story we covered or something was funny and that's right i don't think if i'm being fair nothing ever is funny to be honest right you know like everything's kind of tragic this my brain processes things differently and that's how i survive and i cope and i share this platform and y'all hear it but nothing's ever really funny there's always something fucked up about everything you cover um so if this made you sad or whatever that's cool but also i get it we're sick of these fucking like libertarian usurping safety ass motherfuckers trying to tell us they're better and smarter than us and like whenever one of them gets this like people laughing at elon musk buying twitter it's funny because look what happened this is the ultimate worst case of fuck around and found out but that's why it's funny it's so ironic that it's funny it's so tragic it's funny and every motherfucking quote they find of this nigga is him saying something that makes it funnier it makes it worse and you're like oh i'm gonna go back and finish listening to that podcast because this that i was like he said what 
what what like as you were talking i started connecting um to two together oh adjust the screen baby we in thirds i don't know why um okay um, I'll and, see what I can do. and and i and i think for me that it's it's like he a lot of these quotes was done a while ago and like the jokes write themselves <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah these i mean these quotes are funny i don't mm-hmm. like you're also not better than me because you didn't laugh Mm-mm. like that's the other thing those people need to be heroes too there's no heroes here really it's, right. it's all fucking stupid to me like it's just this is the randomness of life i guess mm-hmm. well not so random as this nigga was fucking around till he found out uh, until a sub is tested class tested and proven it should not be used for commercial deep dive operations. I implore you to take every care in your testing and seat trials and be very, very conservative. As much as I appreciate entrepreneurship and innovation, you are potentially putting the entire industry at risk. Right, right. Because there are, there are people who they do this, like their whole industry is we do this. So now basically the industry is going to tank and, you know, for a while. And, you know, there are some scientists that are like, hey, you have people doing this. They're doing it the right way. We've actually found new creatures and all that shit. And now we're not even going to be able to do any of this shit anymore because this nigga went out here and fucked it up for everybody. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if it's going to fuck up everybody that bad. It's probably for the best that he was so out there that the rest of the industry can say, see how safe we are? Yeah. You know, this is like a person that's like trying to fly like a, a Wright Brothers plane today and then crashed and burned. I wouldn't be like, well, that that's it. Shut down the airport. I'm like, that motherfucker was such an outlier. It makes, it it shows how safe everyone else is. So I don't think it's going to have that effect on the industry. Okay. Uh, Rush replied, I'm well qualified to understand the risk and issues associated with subsea exploration in a new vehicle. Talking like this shit is a Kia Sorento. <laughs> Not a new vehicle. I got the 2023 version. And looking at the pictures, like it was sparse in there. They couldn't see. He even talked about how you can't see when you're down there. And you gotta look through like a screen through a camera. Who, who was saying this? The, the Stockton Rush. Oh, okay. So like I'm like, so you just basically know you down there. It's not like a actual like I'm down there. And then like they opted not to have a GPS in it. That's why nobody could find them. It basically <laughs> ping. That's not why nobody could find them. Uh, it basically pings back to the ship with like a like a text every hour or something to let the ship Ooh. know like this is where I'm at uh and it stopped doing that uh no the reason they couldn't find them is because it sounds like they imploded literally like a couple hours or so after leaving the ship and so everybody knew all that calculation of 91 hours of air whatever it didn't matter they were dead they were dead early oh so they had been known yeah there's hundreds of people and all this money and time spent trying to get these faux motherfuckers from the bottom of the uh, you know um from spongebob's house and shit and they fucking knew they imploded like right away even the navy and stuff was like yeah we heard an implosion like days ago and figured out that's what's up and at the end of the thing they found pieces of the ship of the submersible and basically said it must have just imploded because there's no way they could survive with this piece of the ship missing and then people start talking about what an implosion looks like and how you'd be dead in seconds and your blood would be boiling and all this shit. Ah, okay. Yeah, so they been dead. So they did this manhunt for no for nobody. Yeah, basically for for, for show. Uh, but the good news is Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On" saw a huge jump on streaming. Oh. <gasps> 
<laughs> it did it did wow it got played over 520,000 times since thursday and make your uh, money and in a, a couple more days july 1st titanic is coming back to netflix so people might watch that did they already have that planned sure karen they already had it planned they knew he was gonna die this has been a big conspiracy by netflix <laughs> to kill no, this man no 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 no. i mean netflix may have already had it planned it's yes of course they already had it planned of course what 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 <laughs> there big, is no other big, version of this big netflix <laughs> yeah so sad to see uh i guess sad to see anybody just die like that's stupid mm-hmm. a foreseeable stupid death is still foreseeable and stupid and it's kind of <laughs> right, sad don't change it you know but i don't know like stop fucking around with shit i i'm more surprised you got four people to go on it with you and like the 19 year old who died is conflicting reports but like one of his aunts or somebody said he didn't even want to be there he was just doing it for his father but then his mom who's alive said his her son actually did want to be there he took her spot on the trip she was supposed to be the one to go i can't imagine what it's like being her right now you know but she was like he was so now maybe he was just doing that to please his father i don't know but we'll never know for sure Mm -hmm. but he apparently was scared but also the mom says he he wanted to go so like you know that, that shit is whack yeah it's like both of those statements could both be true yeah <laughs> right shit is whack to me well i think this is what happens um this is what happens when you don't believe in regulations and shit and you don't know what the fuck you're doing and people just assume a mediocre white man must fucking hmm, be you know? the guy who knows everything but at the end of the day he was out of his league <laughs> just saying Karen's out of his depth uh, he found out what happens when you go too deep some people would think this was unfathomable the jaws of the ocean swallowed him up <laughs> all right i don't think me and you are on the same wavelength with these puns <laughs> it don't matter if we sink or swim <laughs> i guess we don't see eye to eye it's okay if we're not on the same current we were covering current events that's a good point mm-hmm. but I there's d- an ocean of difference between us i know you're just trying to streamline the show 
<laughs> oh man at least they didn't take a long time to die i'm glad they didn't surf her <laughs> i ran out my bad it's okay it's all right i know it's hard to see these jokes coming you know i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't want to torpedo the show <laughs> oh all right let's let's move on this is what y'all want want us want to come back to mm-hmm. <laughs> these terrible ass puns mm-hmm this is what y'all was <laughs> what y'all was wait, wait nobody else was covering it. nobody else was covering it this way nope okay nobody else had these jokes like this <laughs> yeah oh man that is that's crazy you watch like the hunt for red october then you watch you see what the fuck this man this man watched the hunt for red october was like i could do that shit for like a tenth of the price <laughs> right <laughs> i can do that shit i, I can sell you some labor costs give me some duct tape <laughs> a logitech controller <laughs> some gorilla glue see first of all they got way too many chairs in their submarine you don't need to be sitting <laughs> you can you could just lay down standing room only yeah <laughs> they kill you couldn't even stand in it <laughs> motherfucker fisher price my first submarine ass <laughs> bullshit yeah where, where else y'all gonna get these under the sea jokes this shit was a motherfucking motherfucking this was essentially suicide by a submarine dude right why Mm-mm-mm. it's the most tragic sub since Der- jared from subway oh no oh no that wasn't really pun anyway <laughs> last thing is is almost like an epidemic um have you heard the story about the dude who wanted to be a hot air balloon pilot so he built his own hot air balloon okay over 15 days using a sewing machine four thousand pounds worth of tent fabric and it went up like tissue paper after catching fire nine nine hundred feet in the air. Uh, the rain. Of course, he put he made a big ass quilt and put fire up underneath it. Yeah, the bitch gonna burn. Yeah, he made a TikTok of it. Did he go up and say poof? uh his name's peter gregory 25 he made a tiktok of him making the thing uh 15 days uh uh making the thing in 15 days he put it uh put the video up on tiktok did, did this is how i made Google it in the hot how to properly make a hot air balloon like karen i mean do you google how to make a submarine i don't think i don't think people are using google also i don't even know that google university is helping this is do my own research in real life this is joe rogan <laughs> type behavior <laughs> motherfucker didn't know nothing about no goddamn safety regulations yeah no safety regulations they what? said the hot air balloon went up like tissue paper after malfunction at 900 feet <laughs> the clip which was posted by him via his tiktok account flying pedro uh shows the process the aviation enthusiasts went through to construct the four thousand euros or pounds balloon child white uh he was applying the comments posted by unsure users in the clip god damn it boy y'all be leaving a digital footprint behind 
if i ever am doing something stupid i'm not replying to no naysayers because it's definitely going in the motherfucking article mr marl was sure he could do a podcast from the, from the middle of uh compton wearing a blue uh all blue uniform he was in the comments telling people fuck y'all i don't think the crips gonna do shit <laughs> like, later died right and then they just gonna read the comments <laughs> um yeah this is yeah it's gonna it's gonna be like roll roll blue 59 said i don't think i would do that homie right white white uh white white people need problems i think that's the conclusion that i'm coming to when you don't have natural predators and you are the predator you're always showing up on other people's con- continents and killing all the people and all the wildlife and sh- you need real problems that you do shit like invent your own balloon that's gonna kill you right because i'm pretty sure why he look like he got two hot plates what's happening here <laughs> the fuck is this you like he in a popcorn maker right the fuck is this yeah he was proud of this he was like look at me i'm making my own balloon y'all yeah i'm pretty sure that shit the pr- this works great on the ground at 200 degrees right now what's gonna happen when i'm i've started to build a hot air balloon to start i get to choose which colors i want to make it i chose lots of blues and a little orange then i cut out all the panels over 270 in total next i fold them up and begin to sew this balloon is 16 gauze i begin by putting each gore together individually so far i have spent five days working on it and i have stitched together 11 gauze i also made a big bag to keep it in i still have a lot of work to do on this follow for more updates bro you should have just get you should have just donated this to the local gym and then them kids could use that at school during PE. You know, you hide under the, the balloon and you, you, and you pull put it the out. Ball on top. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, dog. Like, this don't make no sense. You didn't talk to no hot air balloon expert or shit like that. I'm pretty sure people have made their own hot air balloon before, but they actually know what the fuck they're doing. Right. So it went down at nine. So you fucking 900 feet in the air and that shit was like, you know what? I'm paper. Poof one right you shouldn't have got me from the dollar store <laughs> all that saw was for nothing poof the lower part of the balloon fabric how do you make sure it doesn't catch fire one one user said the pilot replies by saying the bottom part of the balloon is made from nomex which is fire retardant uh before pointing out that it's made of the same material as racing drivers another user by the name of ea asked mr gregory how could he trust the design process before he replied saying the design and manufacturing process hasn't changed much in well over 100 years exclamation point well i'm sorry to tell you i've seen how that balloons go i've never ridden one but i've seen them go up a lot of times that they don't puff like tissue paper witnesses of the accident um said it burst into flames in midair around 6 20 a.m oh, he about to drop like a rock uh i told my partner to take a picture because the balloon looked lovely seconds later one of them burst into flames and plummeted to the ground once it caught fire it went up like tissue paper it was burnt in about 10 seconds we couldn't believe it we thought from the height there would definitely be a fatality it fell like a rocket and shook us up to watch also people were on it the family of mr mr gregory who are all expert balloonists said 
are said to be in bits over his death but are finding comfort in the fact he died doing what he loved i think he was just on it uh oh you think him and mr submarine is in the same place looking at each other talking about bro bro yeah there's just a light bro physics physics fucked you up too bro there's a do-it-yourself heaven this is all the people that did ivermectin and shit dude dude you too dude 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 uh they added his heart was set he was he said when he set his heart to something he'd never give up he was driven and determined and one could only watch in awe he will fly together we will fly together again soon pete we love you Mm-mm, not dropping 900 feet it is not clear just how the craft burst in the fire the fireball however the hot air balloon enthusiast and photographer who watched peter's first flight on his homemade balloon today said balloon accidents are often very rare the last is 12 years ago and 50 years have only been five or six fatalities statistically it's safer than horse riding okay well shit mm-hmm. what did, you know what what did all these balloon people have in common they didn't do something right probably i just feel like you should have a parachute or something i don't know right but then he'll make a parachute itself. He just die again. It's just yeah. yeah it look like you would have like a parachute. He's like, I did make a parachute out of plastic bags that I got at Whole Foods. Okay, I so sold you, them myself. Yeah, I sold them together. Here's a video. Do do do. I sold I sold together twelve paper bags from Whole Foods, and I only have to sell twelve more. Watch this channel for updates. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, his last words were, "Hillary, will you marry me?" Oh no. <laughs> uh there are lots of balloons kind of uh uh yeah so they said they called the 999 emergency number but it was down did he <coughs> land on the line i don't know <laughs> he landed on the power line and just took everything out i don't know definitely not a good way to die Mm-mm. no that- way where they can go check the comment section is a good way to die okay 900 feet yeah went down in flames all right y'all that's it man uh we've been two hours today um we're back we had a lot of stuff to talk about thanks for listening everybody um i will leave y'all with some sword ratchetness of course police say uh wq i don't know wq man was arrested after fighting a teenager while holding a sword cane (laughs) i would always say that every time i hear that Mm -mm -mm. it was a fight in the alley at 7 20 p.m 7 20 p.m you fighting in the alley what's happening here Mm -hmm. what kind of alley brawl is this it was this man and a 15 year old fight he's 35 <clears throat> eric <laughs> m high rage fight <coughs> what is happening here mm. oh my goodness and choked up he, uh, y'all the old man got tired of him he got tired of the old man what what is happening <clears throat> yeah, i was like so yeah he's 35 the kid's 15 they fought in the back of an alley and 
they got called because a verbal disturbance happened and heim was yelling a racial slur oh no while holding a black cane with a snake on the end of it concealing a 16 inch knife oh <coughs> what uh the 15 year old threw a brick at him and charged him in the alley while heim was holding the sword cane um and the team began to punch him now kind of on the team side because apparently this motherfucker's racist <laughs> ah! he raises and got a sword so they engaged in a mutual fight <laughs> a mutual fight traffic camera footage shows Heim chasing the team with the sword cane shoving the team in the face Heim then pointed the sword cane at the team the team then threw a brick at him who was walking back to his residence when he, the 15 year old was charged uh, with disorderly conduct in connection with the incident so there you go uh, thanks for listening we appreciate y'all mm-hmm. all stopped up and all we'll probably be back tomorrow we'll let you know if not you know we'll definitely be doing our feedback show on saturday until we then will. we got a high air balloon to fly and we'll oh, be no! back yeah can i've been working on Mm-mm. it if, mm-hmm. uh, if, if 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 that's the case we're going under the sea <laughs> <laughs> we're going up we're going down too shout out to davy jones locker we'll be back <laughs> until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.